throughout the nation and around the globe. From his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights. I am your host, Dear James, and my incredibly Hello, fabulous co-host is... And, and I forgot to turn off... Oh, sorry. There we go. Little little technical glitch there. Sorry about that. And my incredibly fabulous co-host, the Lady Jacqueline, is off this week. So, what an incredible culmination, an incredible moment of energies that we are going to talk about today. And again, I want to just say from the top of the hour, remember that whether this is from an individual standpoint, an entrepreneur standpoint, a business standpoint, a government, institutions, all of this information applies to all of us. It applies to the whole of the whole. And so as you're listening in, um, from whatever platform you're listening in, realize that this is information is for all of us. And that's the beauty of it. And the Lady Jacqueline and I bring this information to you weekly for that exact purpose, for advancement, for wisdom, know-how, grace. And so I'm just really, really excited. And welcome, Brigitte, uh, joining us from Canada. And um, as you know, I'm going to take your questions live throughout the broadcast and incorporate your comments. So by all means, as you're joining us and everything, please put a shout out in the comments that you're here, where you're joining from, and any questions. If you want specific guidance from the unseen, from an intuitive standpoint, place it in the comments and I will cover it, and just as well your own comments and so forth. So let's dive in, because this is, <laughs> it's really quite, uh, it's really quite amazing. Uh, the Lady Jacqueline and I started this show on November 17th of 2021, so 11-17-21. And we have been building and building and building, listening, receiving, um, and they've been guiding us and telling us a story. Each week, they guide us. We don't plan the shows and so forth. We sit, we listen, we look at the human design gates, and we see what the information is that they want us to convey. And there's a really profound, I was very aware of the fact that this is the culmination point. And, and the main theme that they gave me for today's show is arrival, like arrival, we've arrived. And, and that's going to tie in, the arrival ties in with 8-1, so August 1st, 8-1. And then I heard subsequent words of, the word return, and the word celebration. So we have arrival, return, and celebration. And, and you're going to see, I'm going to cover this, how 8-1, and it wasn't until I was sitting there, I was looking at this because it was very specific. Arrival, 8-1. Wasn't no year. The arrival, it's like it goes on in... In, in infinitely it, it continues there's no there was no putting 8122 or anything like that no it's 81 and how that is the arrival and thereby and then it just goes on limitlessly in infinity 
And it wasn't until later because upcoming, the, the Lady Jacqueline and I have been speaking about, um, in a couple of the previous shows, we were speaking about this upcoming once in a lifetime, hasn't happened in 2,400, 2,500, not since Alexander the Great, the era of Alexander the Great. This Mars, Uranus, North Node conjunction in Taurus, and it's at 18 degrees. And we'll get into that. I'll cover this in a bit. What was so interesting, though, I was literally looking at this going back to the 8-1, the very specific 8-1, no year, infinity, goes on forever. And I was looking at 8-1, and I looked down, and it's item number E on my list of what they had shared with me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, 18, 8 one, one 8 And you're going to see, because the 8-1, then they associated the 8-1 with the Ouroboros. And I'll bring that up. I'm going to go over all of this with you. It was just fascinating. Well, let me, I'm just going to jump to it. Let me, let me jump to this in terms of, I'm going to bring up an image for everyone looking. And it's, it's the image of the Ouroboros. And it's literally the symbolism of the, the serpent um, not eating itself, but coming back around to its, to its beginning. So the, the mouth and the tail are joined in a circle, and, it's, and it begins the process again. And it represents eternity. And I want to just go to it because it's very profound about what's happening, this arrival and this culmination, culmination point that we find ourselves at, that we've been building to all this time. And so with that, what we see is the Ouroboros is an ancient symbol depicting a serpent or dragon eating its own tail. It entered Western tradition via ancient Egyptian iconography and the Greek magical tradition. It was adopted as a symbol in Gnosticism and Hermeticism, and most notably in alchemy. It has to do with, it's associated with the uh, philosopher's stone. It also represents the cyclic renewal, the eternal, eternal, 8-1 infinity, the eternal cyclic renewal or a, of life, death, renewal. So this is culminating. This is the arrival of this 8-1 moment of a whole new way, a whole new world. And yes, I can hear everybody, you know, are you, are you, <laughs> are you not up on current events? Do you not see what's going on in the world? And, and so forth and so on. Yes, I am very keenly aware. I, I keep myself abreast of world events and everything. However, in, in an instant, life can change. And it can change for the better. And it can change because it's destiny, it's fate. We've been talking all along about how 2022 is a six-year and it's about both conflict, so the conflict, the chaos, the not wanting to let go, the, the not wanting it to move forward, and the destiny of it, the future of all, and how the arc of time bends forward. It moves forward. It advances forward. And so you see how this is the Ouroboros is the symbolism, is the timeless, the ancient symbol that represents this continuum, 
However, it's not just a continuum as, oh, same old, same old, the way it was. No. It's a whole new world, a whole new way. And so, and I also just want to come into, you know, one of its first, the Ouroboros, its earliest known motifs is found in the enigmatic book of the netherworld. It's an, an ancient Egyptian funerary text in the tomb of Tutankhamun. There's also then in Gnosticism and alchemy, uh, it's the serpent biting its tail symbolized by eternity and the soul of the world. The soul of the world. The ongoing, the whole of the whole. And the, in the, the Gnostics, the Pistis Sophia, describes the Ouroboros as a 12-part dragon surrounding the world with its tail um, and thereby in its, in its mouth and thereby it's protecting the world. And the last piece is that it's, again, it was associated with the Philosopher's Stone, and it's a 15th century alchemical manuscript. The Aura Consurgens features the Ouroboros, where it, it was used among symbols of the sun, the moon, and Mercury. So the sun, the moon, and Mercury. The Divine Masculine, the Divine Father, the Divine Feminine, the Divine Mother, and the divine orator, the divine spirit, this, this communicative way, delivering from the highest of the high, the information, the wisdom, the soma that we need. And so this is the representation. This is <laughs> the arrival. So 8-1 is the arrival of this moment. Tomorrow, we have a new moon. It's a Leo, Leo new moon. Think back to the, to the Giza Plateau, the ancient pyramids, how they are directly aligned with the constellation of Leo Aquarius. They're on the Leo Aquarius axis. So the Sphinx, the Sphinx is aligned with that Leo Aquarius axis. And thereby... Um, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes. And thereby, we have this return, this arrival, this return, and this celebration. And it was really hitting me that August 1st, 8-1, I want to, let me remove August, just 8, 8, the, the number of infinity, eternity. It's on the magician in the tarot. It's turned on its side. It's the infinity symbol. So we have 8 eternity, infinity, one, new beginnings. And when you combine the eight and the one, it's a nine. Nine is the completion of the cycle. It's the completion of something. So we have the completion. So you can see how contained in the infinity of something and the new beginning of something is also the end of something. Eight, one, and nine. And so this perfectly represents the Ouroboros, this continuum, this end of a times, end of a way, and the beginning of the new, a new one. A lot of incredible, and we have a whole, they, they gave me an entire who, what, why, how, and we're going to cover that as well. So you can't... For those watching live, you can see my face. I'm beaming. I'm smiling because of the fact that it just this the energy of this 
is so beautiful. It's so pure. And it's so good. And that represents the arrival of the new. And the first thing they said was the golden age of discovery. And then they added new adventure awaits. So this truly is a time. This is, this is a demarcation. This is a complete ending and beginning. And how this golden age of, of discovery and how we go about, and, and the first word they're, they're giving me right now is flow. How we flow with this will determine how we receive it, how we experience it. If you are locked in a place of it must show up this way, you're, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to experience frustration, hardship, obstacles, blockages, blocks. However, should you decide to be arms wide open and flow, receive, remember this force of this, of this, the great spirit, the, the great mother, the force of it. And they said in a few shows back, it's not an energy, a force to be contained, held on to. It's meant to flow through. We are meant, it's, it's meant to permeate, embody. And thereby, as we flow with it, we are in the golden age of discovery. We, new adventures await. And so it's really shedding. Look at the Ouroboros. It's the shedding of the, of the serpent, the snake skin, the, the dragon skin, so as to be renewed. It's not about holding on to who we were. It's about releasing that. It's about, there's a whole new way. There's a whole new world. We have the opportunity, and again, business, institutions, governments, peoples, there's a whole new way. We simply align with it. We simply flow with it. And it's going to carry us. We've been talking about the wave. That wave is going to carry us forward. If you're in the shadow side of it, you know, there, there, many, many, many years ago, they're giving me the, uh, I was out in Southern California at one of the beaches, just not too far out, you know, enjoying the, the, the water, the ocean. And all of a sudden this huge wave came and it just kind of, Oosh, and it sent me to literally shoved me to the ocean floor and rolled me up and kind of spit me out on, onto the beach. Scraped, you know, bruised, scraped the whole shebang. Um, so we're either in that shadow element energy where that's the experience, or we crest it and we're gently delivered. We go with the flow. It just continues. It flows. Um, and, it, and it's really, we've talked so much about following your soul source connection, listening to your soul source connection, going as guided. True North, your soul will never lead you astray. Period. End of story. And again, this is true. Soul of a government, soul of a country. The soul of America is being challenged. What is her ideal? What is her deliverance? What is the hope for America? And this is true of all countries, all peoples, all religions, all institutions, micro to macro, whole of the whole. So we can see that we have this 
opportunity, this arrival. And it's, are we choosing it? Now, we add to that then in, and again, today's the 27th. So like last week, 27 was about nourishment and about a nourishing vision. So today is the 27th. And so again, it is a repeating theme, meaning a, a, it's part of the it's part of the overall mix, part of the stew. This, what are we choosing to nourish? Which wolf are we feeding? All of these really beautiful idioms and analogies and everything, examples. And so, again, it's going to dictate your experience. So we have this 27, but in this, the, seven, the 27 becomes a 9. The 7 and the 9 become a 16. And the 16, hexagram 16, is, and it's the how. It's the how in all of this. And 16 is enthusiasm. And I want to bring up this beautiful quote. And it talks about, like a child, those who don't know what can't be done accomplish great things. And this comes from Carrie Hone at Cafe Soul. And so there's a beauty here where hexagram 16, the number 16 is the how. And the how is excite. It is enthusiasm. Its hidden influence is obstruction, to innovate. So to move beyond obstacles, obstruction. The way is open. The new has arrived. So it, it, it innovates. To innovate is to bring about the new. Bring about something new. Experience something new. Create something new. And its underlying cause, which we had last week and it's here again, nine, is that small restraint, the surrender. And they said, there's another beautiful quote, if you make your home in the inevitable, you will arrive exactly where you need to be. So again, if you're going with the flow, if you're small restraint, you're surrendering, if you're innovating, if you're choosing to feed the, the, the right wolf, if you will, the, this is going to usher you, deliver you. And because the act of the why, the why is the 8-1. It is the return. It is the Ouroboros. It is the arrival. It is the celebration. Its act is deliverance. It's hexagram 40. It's deliverance. It's being delivered to that. And so, and Ovid, this quote from Ovid, chance is always powerful. Let your hook always be cast. In the pool where you least expect it, there will be fish. So see, this is about not controlling our destinies, our outcomes, not controlling, not holding on so tightly so as to disturb, you know, it creates a disturbance. That kind of control is disturbing, <laughs> literally. <laughs> we can see when people control and how disturbing it is, how incongruent it is. And yet when people flow, chance is always powerful. It's powerful. I posted a, a beautiful post that said, be powerful not destructive. That's what this is talking about. Be powerful. Chance is always powerful. 
let your hook always be cast. For in the pool where you least expect it, there will be fish. And so this beautiful expression of, of enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is the how. This is how. And yet with enthusiasm, we need to be mindful that we're not, we don't uh, excess. It's about not being excessive in our enthusiasm. It's about being balanced. And it talks about how you shows, you enthusiasm, why you, you shows thunder over earth, which can bring new energy and inspiration to your situation. In ancient times, people gathered around the fire at the end of winter, sharing stories meant to jar the clan from stagnation. In ancient China, Chen or thunder was believed to ignite the seeds into rebirth. Yu was believed to be the energy that connects people to the gods. It is associated with art and music and any inspirational work that ignites our imagination and lifts us out of this world for a while. The trick is to work with, work with this enthusiastic and inspired energy in a way that you do not become lost in it. See, this is about it aligning you, inspiring you, carrying you, expanding you. But it's not about being or falling into illusion, delusion. That's not what it's about. It's about utilizing this beautiful, profound energy to move you forward. Hello, Elizabeth from France for joining it. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to continue on again. You, if you have comments or specific questions that you would like information, intuitive insight on, please post them. And as you're joining us, please post in the comments. It's the only way we know that you're there and joining with us. Um, so continuing with 16, hexagram 16, and this beauty of the fact that it is the, it is the, the how, it's the how. The why is the 8-1, the return, the arrival, the celebration. That is the why, because we're returning. We're, we're going to receive a golden age of discovery new adventure awaits. Hello, Deborah from South Carolina. Thank you for joining us. Um, so continuing with this enthusiasm, one who possesses something great and is modest, and look how many times we've talked about humility, surrender. It is about the divine. This is, we began this show for the specific reason of speaking about the, the return of the divine feminine in 2022 and beyond. They're giving us this beautiful arc of its 2022 and beyond. Infinity goes on forever. So we're, and we're talking about humility, hexagram 15, humility. And it says, so one who possesses something great and is modest is sure to have enthusiasm. You, why you, is the image of a child riding an elephant where spontaneous enthusiasm combined with nature's enormous transformative power will allow you to trample any barriers that would impede your forward progress. And look at the beauty of that. A child on the back of an elephant. Look at the, the imagery of that. The innocence, the the quote-unquote smallness of that in form, the smallness, upon 
one of the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful creatures of our existence, of our world. The, the limitless memory they hold. They remember all. And they care when you see the, the, um, the clan of elephants. They are very protective of their family. They feel, they love deeply, they care deeply. And here's this beauty of, and, and yet they allow us, humanity, they allow us to ride upon their shoulders, upon their back. That is the beauty of enthusiasm with modesty, humility, grace. And so it says, like the athlete who enters the zone, by overcoming resistance, movement is effortless, and you feel as if you can accomplish anything. Yet nothing in the environment has really changed, although somewhere within the illusion of resistance dissipates. It's gone. So what that means is, literally it can be that we wake up on 8-2 and everything quote-unquote looks the same, and yet it won't be. Because by overcoming resistance, we flow, we move, we go with the flow here. By overcoming resistance, movement is effortless, and you feel as though you, have, you can accomplish anything. This renewed sense of self, of hope, it may, against the backdrop, look like nothing's changed. And yet everything's changed. Because, again, although somewhere within, the illusion of, of resistance dissipates. It's, it's, it's a, they're saying to me, it's like the, you're, it's the crossing of the bridge. We're, we're letting go of resistance. It dissipates. It just, it, it vanishes. And, and again, depending on how open, how much flow, how much soul source alignment you have, the faster it dissipates, the faster you cross the bridge, the faster it all goes. Enthusiasm is your devotion to moving forward when you tap life's positive and free flowing energy. The master said, the power of becoming resides in a positively charged core. It's really important. <laughs> the power of becoming resides in a positively charged core. The only similarity between Lu and the power of attraction is positive intention. Lou coaches modesty or a willingness to stay practical and grounded. You can fill intention with a concrete desire or preconceived outcome and wonder why it doesn't arrive. So see again, I said earlier, if you've got it locked in, know it must show up this way, you're going to meet with frustration and you're wondering why it doesn't arrive. When you simply place out to the universe, when you cleanse your vessel, you, you just empty your vessel, and you say, okay, because there's a knowing. It's not about just emptying out and kind of sitting back and going, well, I'm waiting. You know, I've asked for it. It's not about that. It's about this proactive, open, surrender, humility, surrender, openness that says, I can, because you'll feel it. I can feel what I'm meant to do. I can feel it. I'll have a knowing. It's not the mind chatter. It's a knowing. And then by allowing that, okay, show me the steps. Show me the way. 
and you will align and you will flow with that. And again, this is true for all individual, entrepreneur, business, government, institutions, the whole of the whole. Um, and while I'm here, I just want to, um, Anne, welcome from Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining. Visa uh, from Minnesota and from Ava from Denmark. Wonderful to have you all joining. And uh, Brigitte, uh, she has a comment. When you speak of control, how does seeking out information in the Akashic records for direction play into that? Is that a form of trying to control the outcome? So depending on how to specifically answer this, Brigitte, depending upon how you're, how do you're, how you're approaching it, how you're utilizing the information in the, the seeking out of the information, what's the purity of your intention? And whether it's the Akashic records, whether it is a past life, when you do a past life regression, no matter when you look at any divinish, divination, the Yijing, astrology, numerology, tarot, all of these divinations, what is the purity of your intention? And I often say that the beauty of these is to never be stuck in them. Like you do a past life regression. It's not about reliving the past. It is not about staying in the past. It is about discernment, utilizing the information so as to know, to receive, to release, to, um, to better oneself in that way. So it's not control if you're utilizing the information in that way, that you are doing so, the way they're giving this to me is lightly, meaning you're holding it lightly, you're, you're reviewing it lightly, you're receiving it lightly. It does not mean that it will not profoundly impact you. It can and it most likely will. However, you're not controlling, you're lightly holding, you're lightly receiving, you're lightly pursuing, and thereby you are not controlling that information or the outcome. If the intention is not that, if it is to control, to achieve an outcome and so forth, then again, you're in the shadow side of that, you're in the shadow element of it, and thereby you will receive that experience because you're ultimately controlling something. So the Akashic records are, it's a, you know, it's, it's the halls of a mentee and so forth. It is the reflection of your, of your totality and totality, meaning all your lives, your, your essence and everything. And so with that, or whether it's another divination, go about it lightly and lightly just meaning again you're not holding you're you're there to receive receive it uh-huh let it flow through and release and the release many times comes because the information goes ding you get that hit you get that affirmation confirmation boom and it hits and you know to release it it is never about staying there or you know, allowing the past to override the present. Never. It's about utilizing these divination tools, this wisdom, 
so as to move, so as to flow in the present. Um, um, so Ava was just saying from Denmark, thank you, dear James. I'm in the process of moving to a new home in just two days. That's beautiful. See, there's movement. There's fluidity. There's this knowing when, when to go, when to stay, what's taking place, why you're doing what you're doing. And it's a knowing. It, yes, we need the ego and the mind. We always say we need a healthy ego, a healthy mind. However, it is about following your true north, your soul source connection, your knowing. And this is really the arrival of this. This is the, you know, it, cha it change in an instant. And again, so we, we all may wake up on 8-2 and everything may appear to be the same. And yet it will have changed forever. And it's in the dissipating. How quickly do we open, walk, move, flow to experience that change? the awareness of the dissipation of the resistance. Because the, you know, hallelujah, the old's going. <laughs> and not to be disrespectful to the old in any way, shape, or form. It's just, it's had its moment. It, it's had its time. And there is something more. And the divine, to have the return of the divine feminine, the divine mother, to have that return that has been present yet absent, meaning because it was suppressed, oppressed, maligned, um, all of these things, to have that, the beauty of that energy return, the nourishment, hexagram 27, nourishment, the nourishment of that. And look at, you know, look for the men, for the, for the masculine. They often say, uh, uh, look, boys all need their mothers the first 10, 12, 13 years of their life. It is the nourishment. The, it, it teaches us how to care, how to love, how to embrace and so forth. It is the most powerful and empowering moments of our lives in that sense, that nourishment. And then as we continue on, we come more into our divine masculine, the beauty, and this can be the same, just giving you the example of the divine masculine with the divine feminine. There's a truth in that, because when young boys have that experience, they are far better humans, people, husbands, you know, um, partners and so forth. It's just, it's the truth. And here's, this is returning. And, and she's taking her rightful place. She is here to lead, to nourish. And this is where, and again, when we look back in time, this is where, and they're showing me like the regalness of, of the knights and the, um, of the Renaissance period and this whole time where they truly bowed to the divine, the divine masculine bowed, cherished, embraced, received empowerment from the divine feminine. And so this is, this is the arrival of that moment. This is the turning point. 
this is the re the, uh, the return of that magic where everything is just kind of effervescent and uh, bubbly and good. So we have this on offer. So that 16 is the how. The why is the eight one, the Ouroboros, the arrival, the return, the celebration. The what is the golden age of discovery. It is the new adventures. So the what is this golden age of discovery, this new adventures await, this return. And the who, the who is the whole of the whole. The whole of the whole. And when we're talking about the whole of the whole, they, they are talking about the whole of the whole, the all that is. Everything that in existence is the who. Who's receiving all of this? So in, in every galaxy, in every creation, in every constellation, in every, every fiber of being, the whole of the whole receives this. And they also then singled out, if you will, humanity. So it's the whole of the whole and humanity. This, um, this arc of destiny, this, this hierarchy, meaning to raise us up, to bring us to a higher state of being, to go back to where we began an octave higher. And so again, whether you're an individual, whether you're a business, a government, an institution, go with the flow <laughs> because you're either going to be moving forward the arc of destiny receiving all of this bounty this abundance this honor this privilege this gift or you're not you're going to be you're going to be in contrast in in uh, conflict and uh, you know what's the point i mean yes yes we can learn from conflict we certainly do <laughs> we do all the time and yet you know for those for those of you who have listening if you've ever had what what we call the cosmic 2 by 4 come along and smack you you only do it once <laughs> because in that instant moment when the when the universe pulls out the you know the cosmic two by four and just goes wham in an instant in a knowing you know everything you know exactly what you did do didn't do should have done and it's internal it's a soul thing it, it is a knowing so you know be kind and gentle flow go with the flow <laughs> um elizabeth is saying just being aware of this free-flowing energy is keeping me out of trouble. I have the time to stop and question if it's mine to deal with. I have been taking the time to look up, embracing grace today and honoring stillness. Yes, yes, yes. What an incredibly beautiful roadmap. That is exactly it. It is in the allowing. It is in the humility and the grace. It is in the stillness. It isn't looking up to see, because look how many times do we not see the magic around us? And this is going to tie into, I believe, what uh, Jennifer is sharing with us. A blade of grass. One can be, one can sit with a blade of grass and receive its beauty, receive its magic. If you've ever been where the, the wind is blowing, you know, this light blowing, and you hear the, the leaves rustling. This is a form 
of beauty, of grace, of stillness, of receiving, which keeps you monkey mind, too much monkey mind. It keeps us out of that state. It keeps us out of that which distracts, disconnects, that creates conflict, or that creates an ill intention, control. I want to effectuate a particular outcome, so I'm going to control, I'm going to manipulate. Well, again, okay, you know, have that experience, it's not going to be fun. And you're you may, you're, you're not going to receive what you thought you were. So even though you may, quote unquote, be the victor, it will be hollow because it will collapse of its own accord because it wasn't pure. And thereby, is that the experience or in the path you wish to pursue or like Elizabeth is sharing in the allowing, in the grace, in the stillness, in the looking up. Jennifer is sharing so I've been meditating every morning with the sun on my face, and I wanted to share something with you. As I sit down, I ask my guides for help and signs in my life. I thank them for their guidance, and I tell them that I am open to whatever they need me to see to move forward. I have to say that lately I have been seeing such beautiful chakra colors and have looked up their meanings. And they are spot on in not only reassuring me, but also in showing me where I should turn my attention to better embrace what's next. If you are meditating regularly, I hope that you are experiencing the joy of seeing your chakra aura colors too. Divine. Yes. Remember, the promise is the rainbow. And we've talked about it in last show or the show before, was the beautiful image, the promise. What's on offer? That massive, beautiful double rainbow that, and it wasn't even, it was far more than a double rainbow. It was like the reverberation of the colors that Jennifer is speaking about. And of course, they are associated with our aura, with our chakras and so forth, because that is, that is our, our covenant. That is our new covenant. That is the representation of the divine. And thereby, it is the promise. It is the deliverance. It is what they're talking about. And so when we see the more, like Jennifer is talking about, the more that we are in, and Elizabeth and everyone sharing, what they're saying to us is the more, see, this is where the enthusiasm and the surrender and everything, the more we flow with that, the more we see that, the more of the unseen we see, the more it guides. And then here, so that's been going on, and then now they're adding this whole piece, which is ah, 8-1, arrival, this changing this complete end of a way, beginning of a new way. And how quickly resistance, obstacles, all that dissipates when we're in the flow of receiving, when we're in the flow with this new energy, this energy that has not happened in 2,004, 500 plus years. And again, when we look back at Alexander the Great, the era, it was transformational for centuries. 300 plus years in the case of that era with, with uh, Alexander the Great. That's the last time this happened. So we can see with this instance, though, they're saying, mm, this is 8-1. This goes on in eternity. 
And when you do look up biblical reference and so forth, it says this will go on forever. There's an end of a time, end of a way, and then this we receive this and it goes on forever. So you can see this 8-1. So here's the irony. This is what, this is what's so amazing. 8-1 and 18-1-8. And so when Mars, Uranus, and the North Node all conjunct in Taurus, Earth, Taurus, Taurian, it is at 18 degrees. So we have 8-1 and we have 1-8. Hexagram 1-8 in the Yijing is literally known as decay. Its action is remedy. So it's about decay, remedy, and in essence, repairing what's spoiled. So higher power, higher source and everything is going to remedy and repair what's spoiled, 1-8, by delivering, ushering in and delivering, arrival, return, celebration, golden age of discovery, new adventures, 8-1, Ouroboros. Contained in the ending is the beginning in the beginning, the ending, eternity, oneness, wholeness. And like that, it does not mean a continuation of something, a continuation of the old. It simply means the, the elevation, the, the arc of destiny changing. We go up, everything goes up an octave. And thereby, we're no longer the lower octave that we were. And so, and this is really amazing too. So Venus will be in Cancer at this point. So Cancer nurturing, you know, this soft-shelled water, emotive nourishment and so forth. Venus is the ruler of Taurus. So we have Venus representing the, the uh, divine feminine, pardon me. Mars representing the divine masculine, and she, Venus, in Cancer, is going to sextile. It's a positive um, alignment in astrology. A sextile is a positive um, alignment. She is at 17 degrees. So anytime planets are within a, within a few degrees, less than five, they consider them in orb or conjunct, and she's going to be right at 17 degrees sending positive vibes to this once-in-a-lifetime, not-since-Alexander-the-Great event happening in Taurus, the sign she rules. So, you know, for me, it's just a little bit of, it's divine counterparts, it's a mic drop moment. It's the beauty of, you know, they're saying to me, she's sending her blessings, she's sending her, her energy, her magnification, so that because the outcome's assured. And that is the, you have Uranus, higher mind. You have Uranus, expect the unexpected. You have Mars, the energy, the, the fire. You have Taurus, the earth. You have the north node, which is destiny. The north node delivers us. It guides us. It is like the guiding point on the, on the radar that says, we all, you go this way. Directly opposite it is the south node. 
and the south node is in Scorpio. So it's sitting there in Scorpio and it's saying it's everything you're going to release. What do we release? What do we shed? The Ouroboros. What do we shed? What do we release, let go of? So as to receive North Node, the new, with the Divine Mother, the Divine counterparts, the Divine, the Harmony. The, and the Ouroboros is also associated um, symbolically with, in, in Taoism, the yin-yang symbol, and we talked about that. The black and white, the purity of the void, the purity of the light. Not the eradication, but the harmony, the balance, and the purifying of them. And so I just, I'm, I beam because I'm like, this is too exciting. <laughs> and, and I, for one, please place in the comments, are you excited about this? I, I know there is a sense of hesitation. There is a sense of frustration, hesitation, um, a sense of both wonder and question. Like, will it really happen? Will this really occur? And so place in the comments how you're feeling about this. What I can tell you, what they are giving me in this moment is we have waited a long time for this moment. It has been discussed and talked about for 2,000 plus years. Um, and so while we may question, doubt, and so forth, that is not the lane, the energy or the lane to remain in, to stay in. The lane to go, to go in, to go to, is this is absolutely possible. We absolutely came here for this moment to experience it. I am absolutely open and willing, and I am excited to receive these divine blessings is the way they're giving it to me. And we need only, they're saying to me in this moment, we need only go within to see, to receive, to proclaim, meaning as you, because this beautiful analogy, as you release any obstacles, blocks, thoughts, patterns, all this stuff, these old stories, as you just release, the more and more and more and more and more, you're going to come to realize, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. This is not, <laughs> this, this is not the old earth. This is not the old place. This is not the old. And thereby, you're able to, quote unquote, proclaim, you're able to share, you're able to go, did you, did, did, did I, did you see that? Did, I just experienced that, right? I did. I just saw that, right? And more, and it ripples. It's that beautiful image that was in, I believe, last week's show. The ripple effect of the colors of the, of the rainbow that Jennifer Ian was sharing with us. And that is, that is the return. That is the celebration. That is the arrival of this moment. And for those of you that have been following perhaps from the beginning, I returned to the image, to the backdrop on screen, 
that I, that we began, the Lady Jacqueline and I began the show with. There was something very poignant about that. I knew to do it, to go back to where it had began, where we started on 11-17-21. Because come 8-1 and, and on, 8-1 and beyond, I knew it would be new or different. Um, and so it was about the Ouroboros, about coming full circle to where we began this journey. Um, because it will change. And that's the beauty of it. That is the excitement of this moment and sharing this journey with all of you. It is truly a blessing and a privilege, and I'm just so excited for all of us and can't wait to see how things begin uh, have play out, how they change for everyone. Um, just to go through some of your comments, um, Brigitte, this is so deep. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it is really, it is deep and profound. Um, and yet what I hope, because I, I often say to the, to the unseen spirit source and symphony, I say, okay, guide me with the emotions. And I said that in my prayer before we started, guide me with the, with the emotions that you wish to convey. Let me be that pure vessel for that. And, and I love when they make me laugh with all of you, I think to bring levity and laughter and, and joy and excitement and also the depth of the, uh, the seriousness of it and seriousness, meaning breath. Not seriousness as in something to worry or caution, but the depth and the breath of it. And so, right on point. Elizabeth, it's a sense of wow. Personally, I'm excited. Um, Anne is sharing, absolutely excited, but dropping the illusion of control is scary. Anne, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it. It's going to drop anyways, literally. <laughs> I mean, poof, in an instant, it's gone. You may, again, remember, you may have the illusion. You may be caught in the illusion. I want to just go back to this. Like athletes who enter, uh, who enter the zone by overcoming resistance, movement is effortless, and you feel as if you can accomplish anything. Yet nothing in the environment has really changed, although somewhere within, the illusion of resistance dissipates. Enthusiasm is your devotion. Enthusiasm is your devotion to moving forward when you tap life's positive and free-flowing energy. Control is an illusion. Control is masquerading fear. Fear is your friend. Fear, everything is energy. So fear is energy. It's and you either utilize that energy to immobilize you control, immobilize, or propel. Use, so if you're in control because of fear, stop, look up like Elizabeth was talking about, look up, sit with it for a minute, acknowledge fear, because remember, it's never about eradicating. It is about purifying, harmonizing, balancing, and simply go, okay, hi, fear, I got you, I understand, okay, you're there, I see you. Now, nervous or not, fearful or not, I'm going to tap the positive aspects of you. I'm going to tap the positive life force and the free-flowing energy and utilize you 
positively, joyfully, smiling here, I'm smiling here, to propel me forward. Because you can. Because fear is simply that. It is simply an energy, an emotion. It creates an emotion. And it's either immobilizing you or propelling you. So drop the illusion, you know, because again, it's going to happen regardless. The issue is free will. Are we going to be in chaos, conflict, control, trying to hold on? Or are we just going to go, you know what, let's, just, okay, what, you know, like, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> and once you do this, you know, once you really trust your soul source self, once you do it and, you, and you're delivered and you're able to see, oh, wow, I was delivered. I was scared. You know what? You know that term. Sless. <laughs> you know, and I did it anyways because I knew to do it. And I'm on the other side of it. And it's far more, far greater than I ever could have imagined. That's what's on tap. And once you start honing that, exercising that muscle, honing that skill, remember, the resistance dissipates. The faster you go across to receiving, the faster you go to experiencing the new. Brigitte, yes, so excited. Ava, excitement. For me, Uranus is a, is a lot about liberation, and the North Node is about our soul purpose. Absolutely. That is exactly it. Because again, Uranus, higher mind, it's the higher octave of Mercury, the higher mind. And what does it do? Boom! It's this, you know, shock and awe, 51, shock and awe. It's this kind of, it, it moves us in unexpected ways. And yes, that can be jarring and whatever. However, at the same time, it can also be because again, which side of the, you know, which train are you on? The Lady Jacqueline and I are always saying, we're on the train, let's go, let's go, let's go. Meaning this future train, the one we've been talking about. And so Uranus advances you. The, the shock and awe can be a very positive, liberating experience. If you're in the shadow side, control, conflict, and so forth, it can be debilitating. It can be, a, you know, perceived as a negative shock, even though... It's just what your what your soul chose to how to experience it. I want it, uh, I want to get there. The soul only always wants to get there. It may just say, "Okay, I'm going to do it in a perceived negative, um, shock and awe kind of unexpected experience," versus a proactive, reactive, proactive. Um, I and yes, release, resistance, release, recovery. Exactly. It's a whole thing of release, release, release. Keep releasing so as to receive. Deborah, I am thrilled and opening myself to the light to receive. It is time to rise and expand in all ways. Yes, yes, yes. More, more, more. And yes, that more, more, more. That is exactly. I, I shared a link in, in the private group, uh, a post with a link. Um, about the Leo new moon and this and the Uranus uh, Mars North Node conjunction, the stellium in in Taurus. This whole thing is. It will literally be like. There was a beautiful. I, I shared this with a dear friend and colleague. I was watching a, an episode of an, a previous episode, older episode of Blue Bloods, and the DA says to the assistant DA, here's this case. She knows that there's more, 
And so she says, I want more. Well, but we've already gotten them to, you know, to plea to, you know, um, that they were, they were guilty and everything. Yes, but I want more. And the assistant DA, she's, you know, and as the DA walks out of her office, she says, more, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? More, more, more. The point of that is there was more. So even though we think we've received or we're hoping for, let's, you know, wow, this is so wonderful and amazing and great. More, more, more. There's more. It's far more than we can realize. It's far more than we've yet to receive. It is far more. And that theme is, is really going to, uh, that theme will be proven. This more, 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 that theme will be um, presented, uh, proven. They're giving it to me that way. Um, Brigitte had an amazing dream of finally getting to the end of the rainbow. It showed me its true self and let me in which was a beautiful testament, Brigitte, to the fact that you saw yourself, your soul self, that it showed me its true self and let me in, which means you, that is what you, that is the gift you gave yourself, because that is what you experienced, what you saw is within, it is you. And that is what you will, that's what you have on offer. And literally to receive and to share. And so what a beautiful, fitting um, culmination to today's show. And, and Ava, wow, yes, thank you, Propel. So thank you all. I cannot wait. This beautiful 8-1 arrival return celebration against the backdrop of the 18, the decay, the remedy, and the repairing what's spoiled, and just this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful arc of destiny. And we are all so very ready and so very worthy. And so remember that, share that, take it out and shine that, um, that enthusiasm, that positivity. And I so look forward to seeing you. Um, in August and see how, what the new is, what it all looks like in the new. So thank you all for joining um, and sharing and being with us. And we will see you in the new. You've been listening to Dear James Live. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.